ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life. So glad you're here. I'm your host, Marty Layton. And, uh, you know, I have a now word for you from the Lord. So welcome to, to tonight's prophetic workshop and prophetic update. And welcome to the future. Uh, I believe uh, we have tomorrow's news headlines today. And uh, I just want to encourage you tonight to pick up the sword of the Spirit and fight the good fight of faith. Amen. We are never on the losing side. We are winning. Amen. And so, welcome to Speak Life. Uh, you know, we are uh, so glad that you're here tonight. And uh, I just had a tremendous week uh, in, in a uh, powerful prophetic conference with my spiritual dad, Bishop Bill Hammond. And uh, it was just excellent. The whole conference was excellent. And I got to spend a lot of time uh, with Bishop, and it was just a powerful uh, week for me, and a great time of impartation and uh, and celebration. And uh, yeah, I received an award. I'll share more of that on Sunday. And uh, it was just uh, it was just excellent uh, on all levels. And uh, I'm charged up, and I'm ready to go. Uh, but I do have a lot of things that I want to share with you tonight. Uh, a lot of the insights that God's given me to the future. Uh, especially the future of our nation, and uh, it's it's going to be a wonderful season that that we are that we are moving into. I, I, like I said last week, I believe we've already crossed the line into the new season, uh, but I believe it's going to be a whole lot better than many people have anticipated. You know, before we go any further, I want to take a moment and talk about uh, Ukraine and talk about the war in Ukraine and uh, what we're doing. Part of our efforts uh, are with a ministry called Orphan's Hands. And uh, my good friend, uh, Philip Cameron, is uh, he's got a great ministry called Orphan's Hands. And uh, what they're doing on the front lines there in Moldova, which is the nation that is directly next to the Ukraine, uh, when... When the war occurred, uh, you know, they just had moments to make a change. All the men had to stay, and so the women and children had to leave. And so they have approximately 470,000 people on their doorstep uh, that they're feeding, that they're clothing, uh, that they're taking care of on a daily basis. And uh, what we're doing in this uh, season is we're gathering coats uh, and buying new coats and shipping them in these incredible containers all the way to the Ukraine, uh, and, and they're going directly to the people. There's very little cost uh, in the administration of this, and so almost every penny of this is going directly uh, to the refugees. And so to get, buying them food, uh, buying them supplies, uh, it's just a powerful uh, a powerful move of the Holy Spirit to help them. Uh, I also had the privilege of speaking with some pastors that are right there, their church is right there on the front line in Ukraine. And, uh, and I'll share more about that, I think, next week. Uh, but let me just roll this video and give you an idea of what's going on and uh, give you an opportunity to partner with us in changing lives in Ukraine.
Imagine. The Russian tanks have arrived. You have two minutes to grab your little children, grab whatever paperwork you think you need, and run. In two minutes, you have lost absolutely everything. Your house, your job, your car. Then it gets agonizing. You must leave your husband. If he is between the age of 18 and 65, he must stay and fight the Russian invaders. So you end up at whatever border is closest. 10 million have run away. 490,000 came to Moldova, broken in spirit, broken money and shattered as a family. She's been sitting for months in a cold concrete building with a mattress on the floor, waiting for this hell to end. August is a hot, humid month in America. Yet, we are only two months away from October, when the weather changes drastically in Ukraine. All this year, we have cared for these lost souls as they came to Moldova. And through our convoys of care that have driven 12 hours one way, to Kiev, Irpin, and Bucha. Our teams have continuously returned, feeding thousands of those who have been unable to leave. Winter is fast approaching. We must help them survive the bitter weather that is to come. We are preparing a container of hope and comfort, filled with warm coats, gloves, scarves, each one a symbol of God's care. Can you help us bring them coats for Christmas before the winter comes? Coatsbychristmas.com you know, we have had the privilege of sending many containers of supplies over there now. And uh, what, a, what an honor and a privilege it is to be the hands of the Lord, uh, to minister hope to those who are hurting and displaced. Uh, and, and, and there's more to come. There's more to come. Remember, this is just south of Siberia. And so the winters there uh, are 30 below and and beyond. And so this is life or death. And so uh, if you want to help, go to coatsbychristmas.com. And uh, we made it as easy as possible. You just click on the Amazon link or the Walmart link, and you can buy a new coat and ship it right there. Or if you just want to give a dollar amount uh, towards uh, more than one coat or, or many coats or uh, if you can't afford to do very much, you're, you, that some of that cash goes to uh, the shipping costs of the container, 
And uh, but our audience has done quite a bit. And I just want to thank you for that. You know, Christmas is coming and uh, it's a great thing to activate your kids in serving others in the name of Jesus. And so uh, I encourage you to go to coatsbychristmas.com and uh, be a part of what we're doing uh, to help those who've been displaced by the war in Ukraine and right there in Moldova. Uh, it's it's quite life changing for so many, and uh, like I said at the conference that I was at this week, I was able to speak with some pastors. Uh, their their church is 15 miles uh, from the front, uh, the front line of the war, and uh, actually many of their uh, church members are fighting on the front line and. And uh, it's, it is a real situation. It is a real difficult time. But uh, I'll talk more about that next week. I'm hoping to maybe get some uh, interview time with them uh, this week, and we'll, we'll have some updates that we can share with you. Amen. Uh, but again, I want to encourage you, this is a time for the church, the ecclesia, to pick up the sword of the Spirit and begin to fight the good fight of faith. We are not on the losing side. We are winning. Amen. I'm not just talking about Ukraine. I'm talking about the spiritual war that we are in right now. We are winning. Amen. And so I'm going to jump right into the prophetic teaching today. I feel there's such an attack of fear uh, on people today. And it is being so reinforced by the news media on a regular basis. And of course, you know, I believe it is a a parallel with the story of Jezebel and Ahab and the false prophets that served Jezebel and Ahab. And these were were, uh, wicked people, evil people, who were being controlled by demonic spirits uh, that were propagating a false narrative and controlling the nation through fear. And uh, God dealt with the false prophets and dealt with Jezebel and dealt with Ahab uh, by using true prophets uh, and warriors. And so I want to encourage you today, uh, don't be moved by the fear and the fear peddlers uh, in the news media. They are false prophets and they're communicating uh, fear and control, and and things that not necessarily are the truth, uh, but it it is designed by demonic forces, really, doctrines of devils, uh, to control people and to get them to stay in bondage. Uh, But God has a remedy for all of this, and I'm telling you the prophetic is arising now. Uh, That double portion prophetic mantle is arising now, and fear is being driven out of our nation. It's being The enemy is being dethroned and defeated on a regular basis. And so I want to help you to have a godly perspective so that you can overcome and help others to do the same also. My job is not just to preach a message, but to equip you and empower you by the Spirit of God and to take the mantle of the prophet that's on my life and put it upon your life as well, so that you can begin to hear uh, the preceding word. Jesus said, man cannot live by 
uh, bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. God wants you to hear the preceding word. And the prophetic is so vital in this hour. It's under attack. It's uh, being criticized. Listen, when, uh, uh, when Jezebel and the false prophets of Baal and the prophets of Jezebel uh, were, were there 850 of them, when they were dominating the airwaves and dominating what uh, the narrative was and dominating what was happening from the highest seat of government down, uh, people were uh, so in fear and prophets were driven out or killed. And so at that point, Elijah was, was on a, uh, a, a sabbatical with the Lord. He was at the Brook Cherith, and then he went to, uh, to the widow woman's house. And, uh, but then God called him back, and you know the showdown on Mount, Mount Carmel. Uh, but at that point, there was no prophetic voice to be heard for a little while. The enemy wants to drive the prophetic out of our nation. He wants to drive the voice of the prophets, God's true prophets, out of our nation. And uh, again, uh, there, are, there are a lot of prophets out there uh, that are young. Uh, they're maybe not as accurate yet as they're going to be, uh, uh, immature, or, or maybe just completely missing it sometimes. And so the enemy seizes upon these things to try to uh, defeat the prophetic as uh, as a whole. Let me just tell you, Jesus is the prophet. He's the apostle. He's the evangelist. He's the pastor. He's the teacher. That is his mantle of anointing. And uh, uh, so th- there is a equipping that must happen, a mentoring, a growing that must happen. And so th- there's a lot of tools, there's a lot of things out there the enemy can use to try to attack the prophetic. Uh, and don't be moved by that. Don't be afraid uh, because you hear the things that the false prophets are saying, and it kind of appears that that's what is happening. Let me tell you, more is happening uh, behind the scenes than you even know. And what some things appear to be are not what they actually are. Well, Brother Marty, you sound like a conspiracy theorist. Now, I'm just telling you that the word of the Lord is very clear, and the lies of the enemy are very muddy and very deceptive and very blinding. And so people, uh, when when you come out of a movie theater and you come out of such deep darkness, uh, the brightness of the sun, you can't hardly see. And so that's the contrast that I'm trying to communicate to you. Uh, what I'm communicating to you is the word of the Lord, which is the word of light, the word of life. And the enemy wants to keep the uh, the church in darkness. He wants to keep the people in darkness so that you cannot comprehend or, or perceive uh, what God is actually saying. So, But again, I want to talk about God uprooting the spirit of fear. Of course, we know the word of God says God has not given us a spirit of fear. So fear is a spirit. Uh, But once we identify fear, you can begin to see what spiritual force is behind the agenda. It is a demonic agenda. And whether we like it or not, uh, we must understand that we are in a war right now. Uh, I believe natural and spiritual, we are in a war. And uh, people are displaying minds that are overtaken by demonic powers. Uh, that's 
what you're hearing. Uh, they're calling good evil and evil good, and their insanity is being marketed as sane thinking. Like, this is the right way to think. We're seeing it right. We're hearing it right. Uh, we're calling it right. And their insanity is being uh, promoted as sane thinking. The new normal, they call it, or woke, or however you want to say it. All the while making people question what, what actual truth is. In other words, <clears throat> you're thinking with a sound mind but they want you to think that you're the crazy one. You know, I love to confront the doctrines of demons and present God's infallible truth because light always out, drives out the darkness. Light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it and cannot overpower it. Darkness has to flee when confronted with the truth. That's why Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth you know will make you free. Not set you free, but make you free. Amen? You might say, well, how is insanity being uh, presented as truth? I'll give you a few examples. How about, let's defund the police. Police who are trained and charged with keeping law and order, Peace officers who stand on the front lines of our communities and deal with demon-possessed people, deal with uh, people who are on uh, drugs and, and uh, various other uh, things that would make them uh, uncontrollable and having to deal with that. And, and they've been around for thousands of years, let me say that as well, safely keeping the peace. But to challenge that... And call that insane and, and say the, we should do something different and that, that being uh, uh, sane thinking, that is insanity. Let me tell you, you can research scripture and read about the blood avengers. Uh, read about the avenger of, or, or the blood avengers that were authorized by God to enforce the laws of civility and the laws of God. These were police officers. God empowers police, amen? And so these are authorities that are set up by God, different levels of authority, amen? These are also designated authorities that God was speaking about in Romans chapter 13. You know, look at Romans 13 and verse 1. It says, there are God's ministers appointed by God as the authorities. And then in verses 3 and 4, it says, For uh, rulers are not a terror to good works, but evil. Uh, do you want to be afraid of the authority? Uh, do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have the praise. You will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Let me tell you, we need to be praying for our police forces, not threatening them with uh, uh, defunding them and that sort of thing, because God's placed them in this calling. And, you know, I know many police officers and they are anointed to function in this capacity by God. They've identified their, their makeup, you know, how God made them. 
and they are functioning in their calling and this capacity with an anointing. They bear the sword for you and I for our protection, uh, but if you do evil, it's not going to be a good outcome for you. And somebody has to speak out. Let me say this very clearly. Somebody has to speak out and provi- provide context for understanding for the for the church. And there are those who wear the badge uh, that that have issues, or maybe some of them are corrupt. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but let me just say that's the case in every walk of life, every industry, every place you go. There's going to be uh, people who do it right and people who uh, uh, just have that that bent to do something wrong. I know you know I'm telling the truth. I can hear your amens all over the world from right here, right now. <clears throat> there are people who are just evil, and, and those who are young and immature, they don't, they don't have adequate skills or have made mistakes. And those who are good and do well, the ones that are good and do well, that's the majority in every walk of life. But the insanity is trying to convince you uh, that it, the it's percentages are completely flipped, and that's insanity. That is uh, e- evil and wicked. The strategy of the devil is to fan the flames when there's wh- where there is a mistake or even a corrupt person. And why did he do that? To steal, to kill, and to destroy, to bring division, to bring discord. Uh, what's God's response to all of that? God enters into the defense of what he has established. I'm going to talk about that a little bit tonight. God is in the fight. God is in this fight with us right now. He's fighting against the powers of hell. So God enters into the defense of what he's established. This is why you'll never see the abolishing of police authority. It's been God's design and God's plan for thousands of years. Because when you start attacking what God has ordained, you're actually unknowingly, and maybe in some cases knowingly, picking a fight with God. And let me say it again, God always wins every one of his fights. The devil begins to twist truth and twists it with deception and wraps it so tightly it's easy for some to be deceived by it. I've taught on this before. The term is a candle-making term called wickedness or wick, like the wick of a candle, wickedness or wickedness. It's like the wick of a candle that's made of two strands that are tightly twisted together. And so the devil takes truth and deception and twists it together so it deceives people. Uh, and, and it takes spiritual discernment to know the truth so that you'll so that you'll not accept a falsehood as truth and that's why the prophetic is so vital today uh, or how about the multifaceted attack on our schoolrooms and, and and our children that's another place of insanity right now uh, that the enemy's trying to uh, take false prophets in, in the media and communicate that as truth and you're the one who's thinking wrong and uh, listen I believe this has been the plan for many years Uh, I remember when I was much much younger in my in my late teens hearing about uh, certain organizations who said we have to start in kindergarten we have to start in the 
in the early years of education so that we can begin to change their thinking at that age so that we'll grow a crop of uh, those who have warped thinking like we do. And so I do believe this has been the plan for many years. And we cannot afford to act as the former generations have by putting our heads in the sand like an ostrich and hope it just works out. Uh, But we must strike a balance between having a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the understanding of the agendas of men. Um, Listen, you're never going to defeat every, uh, every, you're not called to win on on, on every possible battle out there, but God will cause you to address certain things. There are certain battles that are your battles. And in our nation, when it's time to take a stand, we need to take a stand. Listen, some people are saying, well, let's just stick our head in the sand and wait for Jesus to come back. Uh, Jesus won't come down until the church stands up. And let me say that again. Jesus will not come down until the church stands up. Uh, You know, we have to take a stand. The kingdoms of this world, Revelations eleven fifteen, shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. You know, what does the word Christ mean? It means the anointed one or the anointed ones. You know, we were called, uh, in the New Testament, we were called, were called Christians or Christ ones or anointed ones. And so Revelations eleven fifteen says the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Uh, so his church, his ecclesia, the anointed ones. And so uh, we have a responsibility uh, to take the kingdom by force. We, we have a call of God uh, to strike the balance of wisdom and revelation and understanding what is uh, just the ignorance of men and what is actual demonic attacks and, uh, you know, Isaiah prophesied about them. There's coming a time when they'll call good evil and evil good. And, and that's when the church needs to arise and shine and drive out the darkness. Amen. And so one of the ways you need to take a stand, it's very simple. And you're going to, some people might be offended by this. I really don't think in this audience you will. Uh, but in our nation, uh, it's when it's time, take a stand and vote. You've got to go vote. You have the privilege, a God-given privilege, uh, to have a vote. Uh, And let me just uh, underscore that by saying, don't just choose someone based upon their rhetoric. Read their platform. Uh, Choose the platform that closely represents your values. Amen? Uh, There's actually a political platform out there that wants nothing to do with God, wants nothing to do with police, uh, wants nothing to do with sanity, and they're actually promoting insanity as sanity. So let me just tell you, vote what is closest to the your understanding of the Bible. Read the Bible and look at the platform. Uh, if it's a platform of murder, if it's a platform of allowing um, jails to be uh, opened and set all the prisoners free, well, that doesn't sound very Christian. Let me just tell you, you've got to know your Bible. If you don't think that that, that is biblical, 
to punish uh, evil, then you don't understand the Bible. And so I want to challenge you. Uh, don't just listen to talking heads on the news because most of them, if not all of them, are false prophets. Listen to the word of the Lord. Listen to the Bible. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the voice of God, the preceding word, so that you can understand uh, how to take a stand. And as we take a stand, we're taking the kingdoms of this world, and the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And that is actually in Revelations eleven fifteen, 15, uh, when the seventh and final trumpet sounds. And so that is the end of the end days. And so God, this is not going to be wrapped up until the church becomes that victorious church that Jesus shed his blood to purchase. Amen. Listen, God is the God of justice and the God of vengeance. And I want to shift a little bit. I will talk a little bit more about America the beautiful now. God is the God of justice, and he is the God of vengeance. And he is not unrighteous. He sees and he brings about justice. He sees everything that's happening right now. And God sees all the details of every incident that made worldwide news. You know, uh, there, there are so many things that are being presented uh, even even in some cases, completely proven to be false, yet the media continues to promote it as truth, uh, giving an entire um, city block to uh, name someone uh, who who was murdered because of evil and wickedness that they were doing. And the media continues to promote that as the police were wrong, the guy was right, there was no wickedness or no wrongdoing there on behalf of the person, and so they create a, a false martyrdom there. And, uh, and so God sees the details of all these things, and uh, God is not unrighteous. He is a God of justice. He is a God of, uh, of righteousness. He's a God of vengeance. And so God also sees the ones that are disregarded and overlooked because they do not fit uh, a, a control narrative. And God will bring about his vengeance upon those who willingly partner with demons to control people. God, Let me say it again. God will bring his vengeance upon those who willingly partner with demons to control people. I'm telling you, it is going to get very clear which side is the side of light, which side is the side of darkness and demonic activity. And your eyes will begin to adjust to the light. Amen. God will begin to bring forth, bring forth justice and balance the scales. Balance the scales, God. God, do it in our nation. Amen. That's why our national symbol for justice, by the way, is balanced scales of justice. Justice is blind and balanced scales of justice. This is taken from Proverbs uh, 11 and verse 1. It says, the Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. In other words, dishonest scales means uh, calling something that is absolutely insane sanity. Uh, dishonest scales means someone may be pressing down 
one side uh, of the scale to take advantage of the other person. Uh, two systems of justice, one for the honest and humble, and one for those who can dishonestly tip the scales in their favor every time. God is not winking at these things. God, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Let me just say, I believe we've done all of that a prefix of that uh, uh, for God to execute hearing from heaven and healing our land. That's what's happening right now. God has heard from heaven. He has seen our humility, and he is healing our land. Now, you might be saying, well, that doesn't sound like a very prophetic message. I'm giving you the word of the Lord. I'm just breaking it down into more of a teaching format. Micah chapter 6 in verse 11, it says, Shall I acquit someone with dishonest scales, uh, with a bag of false weights? Come on, God is a just and righteous judge. It may look like one way one day, but give it a minute, give it a moment, and God will vindicate the righteous and set the record straight, balancing the scales. Why? God is a God of justice. He's a good father. He's a God of justice. He's a God of vengeance. And he is fair and he is righteous. Amen. Romans chapter 12 and verse 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. <clears throat> For it is written, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I will repay. It's such a powerful scripture. In other words, don't don't pick up a a, a sword and, and go attack somebody or, or take a gun and go shoot somebody. Give God opportunity. And you know, I believe that's where we are as a nation, America, and I'm specifically talking about our nation, America the beautiful. I believe we're in a key moment in the spirit where we must begin to war for our nation. And when I started this by saying we are in a spiritual warfare, and I believe in a natural war as well, uh, that's being covered over so that people don't uh, get upset. But there's, there are definitely signs of, uh, uh, of warfare going on in the earth today, not just wars and rumors of war, but actual warfare uh, in our nation. And, and the enemy is trying to destroy America because God has a great plan for America. It's part of the end time harvest. It's part of the uh, of the plan of God. God created America. Uh, and I'm not saying we're better than all the other nations. I'm just saying that this these are the things that I've heard and many other seasoned, uh, proven prophets have heard the same thing. And uh, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And so when God says, do not avenge yourselves, it's, it's written, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I will repay. Uh, what he, God has a plan, is what he's saying. I've got, I've got a way to do it. Now, God always uses people, uh, but he's got a plan, and he will uh, bring vengeance uh, and, and justify his people. Amen. But I want to encourage you, do your part. Do your part, do your part, and then trust God to deal with the hearts of men. 
He set laws into motions, into motion, like reaping and sowing, by the way. Uh, that's why Scripture says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. God's not going to be mocked in this. God will give everyone opportunity to repent. But if they're set to go against God's will and listen to doctrines of demons and and be manipulated and controlled by demonic spirits, they're going to reap what they sow. Amen? Hebrews 10.31 says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. We're not the ones to be in fear. The enemy is actually, I believe, trembling in fear right now because the church is arising. The church is waking up. Uh, the church is a shining, you know, Isaiah 60, arise, shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Let me also say this, Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3, it says, God is a warrior. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Uh, I'm telling you, God is fighting right now for his people. He's fighting in this war against every enemy in the natural and in the spirit. And God gives the enemy just enough rope to hang himself. You know, the Bible says, if God be for us, then who can be against us? God is a God of vengeance. He's a God of justice. He's a warrior. He's a fighter. And you want to be on his side when the fight breaks out. Amen. <clears throat> you want to be on the right side. So, and God doesn't ever lose. Listen, no matter what the nonsense uh, of the false prophets and the news media are speaking, don't be tricked. Don't be deceived. God wins every fight. God wins every battle. And God is working all things, all things together for our good. He's turning everything around for his people to succeed and prosper in this very moment. I'm not talking about five, ten months from now, two years from now. I'm talking about right now. We are going to see some things shift and change. It's going to shock the nation. I'm telling you, I prophesied uh, several weeks ago that God has a big event on his schedule, and it's going to shake the kingdoms of darkness. It's going to shake the world because God is shaking everything that can be shaken so that which cannot be shaken would remain, which is his people and his kingdom. Amen. He's turning everything around right now because he wants his people to succeed and prosper in this new moment. And the results of all these lying reporters, these false prophets of Jezebel, uh, will be a surge of restoration. God's going to deal with them and a resurgence of people who disdain lying and are the lovers of the truth. And you're starting to see that. You're starting to see uh, truth tellers rise up. Uh, I remember several months back, I prophesied, might have even been the beginning of the year, I prophesied about waves of whistleblowers coming, wave upon wave. God spoke that, and that's what we're seeing right now. I also prophesied about um, mama bears uh, beginning to battle for their for their kids, and you're beginning to see that all over the place. Amen. 
but there is a surge of restoration happening right now. There is, when I say surge, uh, you remember seeing videos of the tsunami that went over Japan, how one moment there was clean streets, cars driving on the street, and then there was a, 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 a tidal surge uh, that began to rise, and it just kept surging until there was uh, many feet of water. I'm telling you, there's a surge of restoration uh, that's happening right now by the Spirit of God. There's a surge of recovery. There's a surge uh, of miracles and signs and wonders. And I talked last week about the uh, about uh, Elisha, who was the double portion prophet, and how the man was using the uh, the axe, and the axe head fell off and sunk to the bottom of the muddy Jordan River, and uh, he was upset, and so he went to uh, the prophet Elisha and said, uh, I can't do anything with this stick. The head of this axe uh, fell off, and it's in, the, it's in the river, and the worst part about it is it was borrowed. And uh, so there, uh, Elisha takes a stick, he throws it into the river, and it says the iron axe head defied all impossibilities and floated. And not only did it float, it swam right back over to the guy. And he said, now go get your axe head and continue. I'm giving you the word of the Lord right now. This is a time of restoration and recovery. That iron axe head, uh, if the first thing the prophet said was, take me to where you lost it. Take me to where you lost it. God is coming right to the place where you lost some things. And he's dealing with that right now. And he's causing the iron axe head to float. He's dealing with impossibilities. What you think is absolutely impossible, God's going to show you it is possible. With God, all things are possible. And the iron axe head floated. And then uh, restoration and recovery. That iron axe head swam back over to that guy miracle signs and wonders. And let me just also hit this point. It was borrowed. It was borrowed. There are many of you who are about to see uh, in the surge of restoration and recovery, uh, the cancellation of debt. God is going to start dealing with debt in the body of Christ especially. God is dealing with debt. In America, God is going to cancel the national debt. You watch what I'm prophesying to you. There is a cancellation of the national debt coming. And uh, God is doing something bigger than you know right now. I want you to have hope. Our God is God. Uh, you know, he actually believes that he created this planet and all the other planets. He actually believes that he is the title deed holder of, of the universe and of this planet and of every nation and of every person. He created. He owns it all. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and everybody and everything in it. What is man? What, what are these mere mortals that think that they could actually control and hurt uh, his bride? Come on, somebody. Uh, I'm telling you, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 11, it says, And on that day you, Jerusalem, or the people of God, will not be put to shame 
because I will remove from you your arrogant boasters. <laughs> Never again will you be haughty on my holy hill. Come on, there's been attacks against the church. But I will leave within you the meek and the humble, the remnant, the remnant will trust in the name of the Lord. They will do no wrong. They will tell no lies. A deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths, and they will eat and lie down, and no one, no one will make them afraid. Come on. Our God is God. We don't just serve a God. We serve the God. Let me tell you, God, throughout the Bible, throughout every amazing thing that you could read in the Bible, he allows good staging of the battle. He likes it to get staged in a way where it looks like absolutely no possible way the people of God can win, but divine intervention happens. Uh, God, he allows good staging of the battlefield, but then God comes and destroys the enemy right in front of everybody's eyes. He doesn't do it hidden in a cave somewhere. No, he does it right out in the open where everybody can see. He makes an open show of the enemy triumphing over him in it. Why? Because he has a reputation. He has a reputation of the forever winner, uh, the undisputed, undefeated champion of all time and eternity, the king of glory. Let me just say, every freedom that has been stripped from you is about to be reinstated immediately. The Spirit of God is doing something mighty in our midst right now. God is fighting for you. When you see censorship, every place where you see censorship and restrictions today, you're going to see God turn it around. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, for I am exposing the hidden agendas of darkness, saith the Lord, and I will humiliate those who have bowed their knees to demons, and I will destroy their wealth in the process, saith the Lord. The Lord also showed me California, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and New York. And he said, I'm fighting, I'm in your fight, and I am consuming you with my fire, and you will be free again. And there's going to be a warrior in the governor's seat in New York. I'm going to say that again. There's going to be a warrior, God's warrior, in the governor's seat in New York. And everything that has been hidden is going to be exposed and fully dealt with in righteousness. This is a season of vengeance, the vengeance of God, the restoration for his people. Amen. Nahum. Uh, Nahum was a, a prophet of, of the Lord. Nahum chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, it says, God is jealous and the Lord avenges. The Lord avenges and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserves wrath for his enemies. He lets the stage get set. He reserves wrath. For his enemies, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. 
Did you hear that? He will not at all acquit the wicked. Isn't that powerful? God is a God of vengeance. He's a God of justice. He's a God of power. And in every generation, God shows his power and puts his heart on display so that the generations will know him. He's a mighty God. He's a great warrior, and he's a great father. And God explains his heart a little bit further in Luke chapter 18, in verse 1 through 8. I'm going to read that real quick. He says, Then he spoke a parable to them that men ought to pray. Proskumai. Prosukumai. That's how you say it. Prosukumai. Men always ought to prosukumai, to pray. It means to decree a thing. It means to passionately petition in tongues. It means to decree the words of God. He, he spoke a parable to men that meant to them that men always ought to prosukumai, to pray and not lose heart. That's the second most powerful part of that, and not lose heart. You know, the purpose of this parable <clears throat> is to encourage believers to never stop decreeing what God has spoken, God's word, passionately pray in the spirit until God's answer comes forth. That's our part. Verse 2 says, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. So it's definitely not a righteous man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice. Get justice. In the King James it says vengeance. Get justice or vengeance for me from my adversary. Listen, God equivocates or ties together justice and vengeance. In other words, when God turns it around and gives you justice, you have been avenged. Amen? And we're going to see it with our own eyes. Verse 4 says, He would not uh, respond to her for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubles me, so that gives you kind of an outline of God can use anybody, even somebody who does not fear God or regard man. Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest her, lest by her continual coming she wearies me. Again, she asks for justice, and he says, I will avenge her. I'll give her justice and vengeance. God, by the Holy Spirit, wants us to get understanding that the vengeance of God is coming. It's turning everything around right now, and God is giving you justice. America the beautiful, hear my voice. Hear the word of the Lord. God is about to give you justice. He's going to show his vengeance, his goodness, and he's going to give America justice. Amen? Verse 6, Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And, and shall God not avenge his own elect or the born-again believers who cry out to him day and night? Doesn't that sound like our nation? Though he bears long with them, I'll tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Whew. So God is saying, if you want God's vengeance and justice in your life, it's tied together with our using our faith 
and are decreeing and declaring his words. Remember before I said we're in a voice war. If you really want justice, then pray, and God will arise and fight for you. Worship. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. God arises amidst the shouts of praise, right? When you see things going in the opposite direction from what God prophesied, then get serious about your decrees in prayer. Start praying, start decreeing and declaring. Uh, Job twenty two twenty eight. decree a thing and it will be established for you and light will shine upon your ways. We also see in Luke chapter 4 where Jesus comes out of the wilderness after overcoming the temptations of the devil. He picks up the scroll, opens it to Isaiah 61 and reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me, etc., etc., you know. And, and he begins preaching about the year of Jubilee, right? And we know that what that is indicative of is Jesus is our Jubilee, right? Uh, but the rest of that verse says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. We often read just here, we often just hear the acceptable year of the Lord or the year of Jubilee. But we forget that the rest of that sentence is in the day of vengeance of our God. Powerful, right? Remember in Leviticus chapter 25, Jubilee was described as all debts forgiven, lands that were lost, uh, restored. People who, who uh, lost everything were restored to their rightful inheritance and their family. And Jesus was declaring by his work, by the work that he was completing, we are accepted by God, our spiritual debts, our sins are forgiven, and we are restored back into the position of right standing in the family of God and have full access to our inheritance from our Father God. Let me just tell you, God's not playing games. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just and the righteous. That Hebrew word in Leviticus 25 is mishpakah, meaning get back, getting back into, into your order and into your class. Let me say that again, getting back into your order and into your class, unlocking inheritance according to your father. And Father God has brought us, brought us back into inheritance through Jesus, our Jubilee. Amen? No one can deny us. No one can keep us out. Nothing can hinder our receiving what God has for us. Restored, restored, recovered, restored to the family of God and access to the full inheritance. Now, my blood restores you. But if you're going to see the rest of that verse, uh, the vengeance of our God really is justice for you. It means inheritance restored and released to you. You're going to have to contend for it in prayer, though. And it takes faith. Will he find faith, it says. So if God is a God of vengeance and a God of justice, and he's the one who does these things on behalf of his people individually and corporately, then why are we not seeing more of this in our lives? Part of this has to do with God engaging with our enemy and fighting on behalf of his people. Remember, Joshua had to enter the promised land first, 
But God fought for them once they engaged the enemy. The the Jordan didn't part till his feet touched the edge of that water. He walked in and then the Jordan part. Got into the promised land and then God began to fight for them. That's why it's called uh, that's why he is called strong and mighty in battle. In battle. In battle. It means part of the attributes of God are not seen until you get in the battle, right? David ran at the giant because he knew uh, when he was confronted by a lion, when he was confronted by a bear, God was mighty in the battle. There are elements of God that arise when we are engaging the enemy and we find out that God is in our fight. We're called to overcome, but some don't want to come over. In other words, something is set your set in your way and you have to overcome it. You've got to overcome it. Let me just say, you've got to come to church. You've got to come among your brothers and sisters. Some, some things are only going to happen uh, when we gather as the saints of God, as the people of God, as the body of Christ. Again, Isaiah 65, the new wine is found in the cluster of the grapes. Your inheritance is released as we come together as the body of Christ, you, you, it's easier to overcome when we come together. Whether it's a governor or an official or a financial in, injustice or a media injustice, uh, those we trust to tell us the truth, whatever. As believers, we cannot just sit back and hope God does something. You have to follow the rules of engagement in the kingdom. You have to begin to speak the word of God. Listen, God wants to show himself strong to this generation. He wants to show his power, humiliate his adversary. He wants to bring utter humiliation and ridicule to everyone that's intimidating you, to everything that's trying to push on you and censor you and try to stop you. He will bring utter humiliation and ridicule to our enemy. And, but we've got to know the rules of engagement, right? Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12 says, The kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent rise up forcefully advancing. They take it by force. The reason why some people only suffer violence is they don't understand the rules of engagement. And listen, we must rise up in, in our nation especially. Uh, we must rise up as the people of God and be the army of the Lord in all areas of life. All the kingdoms of this world, everywhere, everything you do, we cannot leave a vacuum or a void of leadership to be filled with secular humanists or false prophets of Baal uh, to create a narrative and control the language. We cannot just rely on intelligentsia. We found that now. Uh, to give voice that may be uh, close to what we want. No, we have a prophetic voice, and we have to engage as a prophetic voice uh, wherever justice is absent and the wrongs need to be made right. We need to fill that void with the word of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, Isaiah thirty thirty one. The voice of the Lord shatters the enemy. The prophetic warriors of God need to show up and pray and provide leadership and give voice 
We're seeing some of that right now. I'm telling you, there's a whole new wave of leadership rising up right now. It's almost like a this transition is a changing of the guards in the kingdom of God. The warriors need to uh, rise up, show up, pray, provide leadership, give voice. People of God, you, you've got to have a voice in public affairs and community. If we don't, we will just continue to suffer violence. It's when we take action and engage in prayer and decrees and proclamations and engaging and taking action in the natural by faith. When we do that, God gets involved. He starts fighting the enemy for us. He's strong in battle at that point. God arises and engages with us. When you show up, you take position in prayer, you raise the standard in the marketplace, God gets involved. We don't just talk the talk. We have to walk the walk, right? Too many think because they talk uh, Christianese and, and fill their mouths with all the Christian buzzwords that that engages God to fight their battle. No, I'm talking about living a surrendered life, praying, seeking God, letting God mold your thinking. Let God have... Uh, the first part of your day, and let his uh, proceeding word begin to direct you, amen, surrendering everything to him and learning to walk by faith. Faith pleases him, right? Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, the Lord is good. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. It's powerful. When I was talking to uh, these pastors from uh, Ukraine, uh, it was obvious to me, no matter what, rockets and bombs going off all around them, bullets whizzing by their head. He said, we just know God protects us and we trust in him. Isn't that powerful? God doesn't just get involved because something went wrong somewhere, because he's a fair and equitable judge too. No, he trusts he he gets involved when we trust in him, when we trust in him, when we begin to speak the word of God. You know, the motto that uh, disgusts all the haters of America is, in God we trust. We have to trust in him. The founding fathers of our nation knew something. God pours out his grace on those who trust in him. God doesn't get involved in your fight just because someone did you wrong, God gets involved when you put your trust in him and you begin to speak his word and you begin to stand in faith. That's why Jesus said in parable in Luke 18, will he find faith, right? Will he find people standing on his words of promise, speaking them out no matter what it may look like? Because when you're standing on his word and speaking it, God engages, God fights, when you engage by faith and when you take action, when you put your feet in, in the River Jordan, that's when it opens up. When you step into the promised land, that's when God comes and fights. You know, Too many people are living as victims. They're a victim of whatever. And so they live with excuses instead of living with God. Well, if it's God, then he'll have to bring it to pass. No, that's not true. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 14 and Romans 10, 8, 
It's very clear. It says the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. That you may do it. You've got to engage uh, according to the rules of engagement by opening your mouth, decreeing and declaring his words, and then putting action to your faith. Or you're going to get overrun by the enemy every time. Quit suffering violence and rise up and take it by force. Amen. I had to learn this the hard way. You know, if you'll listen to me, I'm just telling you, you'll save 20 years of religious confusion off of your life. God is a God of justice. He's a God of equity. He's a God of truth. He'll engage in your battle as the God of vengeance. When you step out in faith and you pray and you decree and you keep on believing no matter what it looks like and you fight through, fighting by faith, God will fight for you. When you take a posture of trust in him and activate your promises, his promises are, are, are by the way, all voice activated. God will set the stage for every generation to taste and see that the Lord is good. He sets the stage for every, every generation to see his might and his power displayed for those who trust in him. Listen, God wants to get in your fight tonight. He wants in on your fight. He wants in on your fight. How do we get him in the fight? By speaking his word, by trusting in him, by believing what he said. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.18, wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. Those preceding words, their voice activated. God engaged Daniel when he researched the scripture and said, look, here's the promise Jeremiah prophesied. He began decreeing it. It was voice activated. God and all the armies of heaven were engaged at that point. In Exodus chapter 2, it says the king of Egypt died and the people of God prayed because of the bondage and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when they began to pray. They prayed, they reminded God of his covenant promises and God got in their battle with them and God delivered them while showing them his might and his power. Remember Joseph said, take my bones with you. Because God made a promise to me that we were only passing through this land. And God made a covenant promise that I would leave this place. And someone remembered that and declared it. You know, I went through such difficulties. I had to learn lessons the hard way. But once I understood the power of putting God in remembrance of his promise, his word, and declaring it and trusting in him, everything changed. Numbers twenty three nineteen, and I'm going to close with this. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent and change his mind. He has said, and will he not do? He has spoken, and will he not make it good? You know, heaven and earth may pass away, but his word will never pass away. God hears the cries of his people, and God responds he begins to do great things, show up on your battlefield and fight with you against your enemy. In fact, by the time you pick up your rock to throw it at the enemy, he's already pummeled the enemy with uh, hailstones from heaven, right? Hallelujah. Our God loves us. Our Father loves us.
God is so good. He will fight your fight for you. And you know what? When God shows up on the battlefield, he's the dread warrior, according to Jeremiah 12. The enemy gets so petrified that he begins to run and flee, and they begin to wipe each other out. I'm telling you, when God told Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go, that's only part of it. He said that they may come and worship me. You know, they had to put God's word in their mouths, and then God fought. You know, this is a season of spiritual warfare. We must, as the ecclesia, uh, the generals of warfare in the army of the Lord that are called to uh, overthrow the powers of darkness and establish the kingdom of God everywhere we go and occupy until he comes. That's what ecclesia means. We've got to become the praying ecclesia. We've got to become more serious about praying in faith and trusting that God's going to do the impossible. Walk in our God-given authority to bind what needs to be bound up and loose what needs to be loosed in our lives. Listen, God is fighting for his people. Don't be closed to the scriptural concept or the idea of spiritual warfare. Remember, David said, open up your everlasting gates, open up your uh, everlasting doors, that the King of glory will come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts, or the Lord Sabaoth, strong and mighty in battle. Amen. Let me just tell you, it's time to pray for our nation. It's time to pray. Uh, This is our time to pray. For our nation. This is time to pray for America the beautiful. Make the decree America the beautiful shall be saved. Let me let me just tell you the reason why things feel the way they feel right now is because we're transitioning out of the old wineskin and into the new. Some people are gonna say the old wine is better. But listen, God wants you to to have the new wine. He wants you to be the new wineskin. We must do our part, standing in our authority, praying, decreeing, praising, and we'll see the nation continue to shift out of the old and into the new. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, there's a big event coming, and it will boomerang on the enemy. God is about to turn everything around right now. Psalm 149 says that the Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Sing to the Lord a new song, right? Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Then it says this, to execute vengeance on the enemies, punishments upon the peoples, and bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. He's not talking about people. He's talking about principalities and powers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, Rulers of this present darkness. That's how you do it. You begin to trust the Lord. You begin to speak his word. And you begin to worship God. And then verse 9, it says this, to execute upon them the judgment that is written. This honor have all his saints. It's time to praise the Lord. Amen. Listen, we have the honor of executing God's vengeance upon his enemies We lift our voice, we decree, we declare the demise of our enemy, and God begins to go to work. 
lifting high the name of the Lord. If God is lifted up, if, if Jesus is lifted up, he will draw all men to him. Amen. And this great harvest will begin to be reaped. I'm declaring to you tonight, prophetically, sons and daughters who have been lukewarm are going to catch fire and they're going to blaze for the Lord Jesus Christ. Many who are backslidden are going to come running back to the Lord, all ages. Uh, the minds of this younger generation, are they're going to be healed and he's going to restore their soul. Again, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and everybody and everything in it. Get ready to see the faithful hand of our Father fighting for us. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you for standing with us right here at Speak Life. Thank you for every one of you who have sown seeds and continue to sow seeds uh, into this prophetic ministry. I promise you, I'm going to always bring to you a cutting-edge word. I promise you, I'll release tomorrow's news headlines today. If you desire to support us and be a part of what God is doing and sow a seed uh, to help us to continue to release God's word to the nations, there's several ways you can donate. The easiest way is to text give. You can text any amount to the number 84321. It's very simple. Text any amount to the number 84321. 84321. Or you can go to our websites, uh, speaklifetv.com, martylayton.com, or lifepointchurch.cc. Lifepoint is our church. Uh, Lifepoint has an E on the end of it, lifepointchurch.cc, and you can give on that way. If you're watching on uh, Rumble or Facebook or YouTube or social media, you can click on the comment section there and the link there. And you can give that way. You can also mail your gift uh, to Life Point Church or Marty Layton, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee. This P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. 37077. I want to thank you for sowing into the word of the Lord today. And I believe when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. So receive the blessing of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. I believe there's wages for righteousness, just like there's wages for sin, there's wages for righteousness. And there's rewards for standing and supporting the work of the Lord. I believe miracle money is being released to God's people. And I also believe miracles that money cannot buy is being released to God's people. Amen. Amen. I also want to thank uh, one of our sponsors today is Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Now, Mike Lindell is an amazing man of God, and he fights the good fight of faith, just like you and I, except he's on such another level of this fight. Uh, he's fighting for the freedoms that we love right here in America. And uh, as a part of uh, uh, being uh, being a sponsor of this program, he's made uh, a discounts available at MyPillow.com. That's how you find the, the products that he has available, MyPillow.com. He's, he's got incredible pillows. I highly recommend the pillows, by the way. Those pillows 
will change your your sleep pattern. And you know, how many times have you spent $20 on a pillow and been disappointed about two weeks later when it's this flat, right? His pillow doesn't do that. It's guaranteed for 10 years. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, it's MyPillow.com. Uh, I also recommend the towels. They're very luxurious. They're very affordable. Uh, you, you can spend that same money on other towels and not be satisfied. They're very luxurious. Uh, I recommend the slippers. I recommend the uh, uh, the sheets. I recommend the products that he has there. Are just in, All of them are excellent. We use every one of them. Uh, but when you go to MyPillow.com, uh, like I said, he's made a special discount available for this audience. If you use my name, Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, Marty, as your promo code, you get the deepest discount available. It's usually around 66% of your entire purchase, so two-thirds off. Uh, and, you know, Christmas is coming. Get some pillows for your for your family members. They're going to come over and sleep at your house anyway, so get some extra pillows. Uh, you can't beat the price. They're nineteen eighty eight right now, and uh, so it's incredible. Get some sheets. Get the slippers. Get the towels. Uh, MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Marty. Uh, or if you prefer, you can just call 800-859-2938. Uh, remember to say my name, Marty, and you'll get that discount. And uh, I also want to talk about MyStore.com. Mike Lindell has created a um, kind of an alternative to Amazon where you can buy all products made in the USA right there. And one of my favorite products is right here, my coffee. <laughs> my coffee. I'm telling you, it is the best coffee. Stop spending money uh, <coughs> on, on coffee companies uh, that do not support what you believe in. Uh, when you you're going to spend the same money on my coffee, and you're going to get the best cup of coffee. It's whole bean or ground, light, medium, or dark. It's organic. It's non-acidic. It's a smooth coffee. It tastes incredible. I love it. I drink it every day. Uh, and, and again, stop giving your money to people in coffee companies who don't support. Uh, what you believe in the kingdom of God. In fact, they, they support things that are against the kingdom of God. And so let's stand with those that stand for what we stand for. Amen. And when you do that, you're not only supporting um, Mike Lindell and the work that he's doing, you're not only getting product for yourself, but you're also supporting Speak Life. And uh, it's a great support to us. And so remember, use the promo code Marty either at MyPillow or MyStore.com, and you'll get that huge discount. Uh, and, and it'll be a blessing to you. It'll be a blessing to Mike and, and his uh, endeavors to help sure up uh, the freedoms of our nation. And it's a blessing to us right here at Speak Life. So thank you for in advance for doing that. Thank you so much uh, for helping us in this way. It's a big blessing to us. It really does make a difference. So thank you for doing that. I want to thank you again for watching and listening to Speak Life. I encourage you to join us next week for more great ministry, uh, great conversations, great insights, uh, cutting-edge revelation. I promise to give you my best every week. 
Again, tomorrow's news and tomorrow's headlines today. Uh, Please take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, You can find our podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether it is uh, Charisma Podcast Network or uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, you're going to find us there. Please give us a five-star review. It's very important. It helps our uh, our data, helps our logistics. Uh, so please do that if you would. Uh, follow me on social media. I'm on Truth. I'm on Getter. I'm, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Rumble. Again, please become familiar with Rumble. It's a great opportunity. Uh, there's no censorship there. There's no shadow banning. We've we've run into that on all these others, except for the conservative ones, Rumble, Truth, Getter, uh, those platforms like that. But uh, you can watch the show live every Friday, 7 p.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. And I want to ask you, if you would just tell some others about the Speak Life show, I want to encourage them as well. And thank you in advance for doing that. It helps us to reach more people and uh, really just release the word of the Lord further. And uh, so thank you for doing that. And again, remember to keep your spiritual ears and eyes open because God is always talking and he doesn't want you speaking anything negative. The power of life and death is in the tongue and therefore he wants you to hear what he has to say so that you'll always speak life. Amen. Well, God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.